What's up there, Lion Church? Happy Palm Sunday. Listen, we're so glad as a church that we got to celebrate our very first Palm Sunday service with you and your family. Listen, God has a great word for you even in this service. And I pray that this word about God, when the storms come, foundation check, that God uses to interrupt something in your inside. Listen, we are praying for you. We are extending our arms of peace, arm of peace and joy into your family the way, same way God has extended it to ours. And we are so grateful that you get to be a partaker of something so great happening somewhere so small in call and we thank god for you and your family listen we are praying for you we want to pray more with you feel free to send us emails prayer requests and everything we have a team ready enough to pray for you at every point in time listen we love you but we can never love you as much as god does so god loves you even greater than we can thank you very much stay tuned enjoy the message Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And welcome to church, to everyone who is joining us for the very first time. Listen, we welcome you. We love you so dearly. God knows from our hearts, we love you. We prayed for you. Just before the service started, we, we're praying for you. And we pray that God will ensure that every heart who is, that's listening here is not listening by mistake or by happenstance, but that, that God, has, uh, God has planned today as a meeting time, as a meeting date, and as a meeting point for every heart no matter how you stumbled on this, someone forced you to listen to it in whatever way. Just know that God said that. God said to me that this is an appointed time for you and this is a meeting point. You think you were forced, God says it's in the design. And God says this is a meeting point for you in your household. And I'm welcoming everyone officially to the Palm, to, no, not the Palm, sorry, to Palm Sunday. And it's the Sunday where Jesus walked, sorry, he didn't walk, so where Jesus rode on the back of a donkey into Jerusalem which is like five or something days away from the day of crucifixion which we know as Easter as Easter and I am really happy to have you here I'm really glad you're not spending your Sunday somewhere else and you're not spending it doing something else and you could you could list from some other things that might probably be better than listen to me preach right now but I'm grateful you chose this one and even if you didn't choose it if God forced you whatever way or medium I am happy you are still here and you are seated or wherever then you are present and I'm grateful for you amen um, uh, let, before before we go into let me tell you a, a short experience I had this weekend uh, okay it was okay we have this garden in our house and so in our backyard and uh, for this this past this just concluded week we've been really busy you know been running around the place and uh so yesterday saturday i walked to our back backyard and i discovered that all the leaves on in our garden like all the plants were especially pawpaw and uh, some other ones were kind of like their leaves are had this really awkward um form they weren't standing straight like they were supposed to they were standing like they were sick something like that and I asked that I asked my mom when last did we water this garden and she was like that she's been really busy for like maybe like in two we've not watered the garden in two days I was like wow two days and the garden is like this just because of two days like the garden is all down like it's all sleeping and the mouths or, or the ends and tips of the leaves are all pointing down downwards rather just because the garden has not been wet in two, for two days now I kind of imagine um, how our heart's garden is like also when we don't go to the word we don't drink from the well of life for just one week i mean some of us don't really do a bible study personally and stuff like that i imagine how our lives are 
without actually taking water. Imagine how we can we even live without food. Some of us can't even live without Wi-Fi, talkless of food. And I kind of I kind of see those plans as our hearts. And, and I'm not talking right now to put anybody in the spotlight. I'm talking because I've actually gone through this. Right? I'm talking this year, I'm talking something recent, and I felt I knew how how I knew what happened to me when I stayed away from God's presence. I wasn't I wasn't tapping directly from the source, right? And I was kind of depending on every other thing. You know, that's what happens when we do not tap directly from the source. We kind of start to short change and we, we do short circuiting and we try to get this, we, we, try, we try to get from what we get from God from other places and we cannot even get it from one. So we try to join two and three and four and five together, but still nothing adds up to what we get to get from God. And it's the same way I mean, I, 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 many believers even right now are kind of sick spiritually because they've not been getting true life from the source of life himself. Life itself, that's God. And I'm um, just challenging you this today as we go into this week. We have a lot of books on, 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 on uh, Easter. Uh, if you follow our, our pages on Instagram, we, we, by God's grace, we'll be putting up stuff this week. So you can, even if you don't have time to read your Bible, at least go there. Uh, um, uh, uh, just go we have scriptures there that would help you that you could study in as your guide or whatever uh, we usually check your your uh, you version Bible app there are many Easter Easter plan Easter plans Easter Bible reading plans on it just study the Word of God this week get life directly from the source amen and I'm very sure that but the, 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 the thing that is scripture I don't know if it's a proverb that says that no matter how long a tree has been caught if it's if its roots smell water it springs up and that's the same thing that's ha that happens to you whenever you go into the word of god no matter how long you've been away, the moment you read the word of god there's something inside of you inside of you that smells water you just tap directly into it and before you know your trick bounces back again and you're standing like you've been like 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 you've been connected to water all your life amen and that's my prayer to you today and to your family family as well that you could stay connected to the word of god and uh, no matter what the enemy is planning for you and your family this week and in the weeks to come and even the year in year, even in the year at, at large my prayer to you that no matter what no, no problem or no storm would ever take you away from the source in the name of jesus christ thank you god thank you um this this uh morning i kind of um have something special that God laid in my heart this morning and I would love us to be very attentive this morning um, wherever you're listening from uh, as much as I as much as I want us to follow this and I want as much as I want you to listen to me it'd also be good if you take notes because this word is so good and um, I pray I don't mess it up and I pray you also get it amen uh, if you if you're with your Bibles right now I want you to flip your Bibles to the book of Timothy if you're with your Bibles, flip your Bibles with me to the book of Timothy. Timothy is right, Second Timothy, right? It's right before Titus, and Timothy is um, just after Thessalonians. Yep. And Second Timothy is right after First Timothy, just so you know. All right. Second Timothy, we'll look at the last chapter. Second Timothy, that's Second Second Timothy, chapter four. This was Paul's last letter to um timothy before he was you know killed and um, um I, I believe god has something in it for us this morning i believe we are there already so read from the very first verse i read my version is the niv new international translation version it's not new international version here 
2011 um, was the last update. All right. So from verse one, in the presence of God of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, in view of His appearing and His kingdom, I give you this charge: preach the word, be prepared and be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage, with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what they're eating. Here's one here. In that sound lot, like 2021. All right. They will turn their heels away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am already being, I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Verse 9. Do your best to come to me quickly. That's talking to Timothy. That's personal. For, verse 10. For Demas, because he loves the world, has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. Christians has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you because he's helpful to me in my ministry. Now, let's jump down to um, verse 14. It says, Alexander the metal worker did me a great deal of harm. The Lord will repay him for what he has done. You too should be on your guard against him because he strongly opposed our message. Verse 16, at my defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May you not be held against them. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength. So that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. Verse 18, the Lord will rescue me from every evil. The same way the Lord will rescue you and your family from every evil attack and bring you and your, your safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let's, uh, let's pray. Um, dear God, we ask, Father God, that Lord... Um, as we prepare our hearts to receive from you today, we ask God that you teach us. We expose our hearts to your light because that's the only light that once our heart is exposed to it, it does not destroy us. Actually, it reveals to us where we need you the most and it fuses us up where we need you the most. And we reveal ourselves to you, God. Thank you, God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Um... When, when I read this passage the very first time, um, this is like uh, we're approaching Easter, so I pro probably should have just like picked, uh, you know, probably like the story of the donkey. It, that, that message, messages preached on that story of the donkey that Jesus wrote on probably hit a has probably hit, hit a million already, right? Uh, God, God can use you, be ready for God to use you, untie the coat and stuff like that. We have so many messages on that. But I felt like this is what God wants us to learn today at His feet. And I pray once again that our hearts are ready for this. In the name of Jesus Christ. Um, let's jump right back, in, like, right back to verse 3 of the same chapter of, in the book of Timothy before. Verse 3. Verse 3. Um, it says, For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. 
instead to suit their desire their own desires they will gather around them a great deal of a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths you know it's kind of amazing that paul would say such a thing and if 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 i'm not mistaken if you read that if you read that passage of scripture alongside alongside with me you would discover that paul spoke about like about three or four negative things that happened to him at that age and stage of his ministry now we know paul paul wrote the largest number of books in the new testament he's a popular pastor now he's released like he's been going to different countries doing crusades here and there it's so well i'm not talking i'm not talking about the wealth i'm talking about the fame and popularity and the greatness attached to his ministry already but and it's so amazing that at this height of paul's ministry it was he knew at this point he was approaching the end right and he said i fought the good fight of faith and everything like that but isn't it amazing that at this height of paul's ministry he was still attacked by certain things like paul this same paul was still attacked he felt attacked by people who felt that church wasn't so important and they could get the same word they get from church from other people in other places that are not god and they're not church are you listening to me and Paul, the same Paul, felt deserted, was deserted by uh, uh, Demas, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, was deserted by Demas, betrayed by Demas, who, who, like he said, Demas went with, went with the word because of his desires, his desires for the word and things of the world. He went with the word. He spoke of how the metal worker Alexander attacked him and made it difficult for him to 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 preach his gospel, the gospel of Christ that was God has laid in his heart. You know, it's so amazing that God will put a word in your heart and still let oppositions come to you. Amen. And he had Alexander as an opposition, and not only that, he spoke of how uh uh he was left alone. He only stood in the court and magistrate as he was to testify of what gospel he was preaching and he had he did it alone and everybody scrambled and everybody ran away everyone was so scared that's how the msg ver, version has it that everyone was so scared that they couldn't stand when he was um to face the court and everybody left him and abandoned him abandoned him and left him alone now what i found so interesting in all of this was paul's confidence in all of this and paul's confidence in all of this is kind of what i feel god is pulling us towards in this service today amen i think god is pulling us towards something deeper even in this service and i, and I believe and i pray with all of my heart that this service or this word rather affects us positively in the name of jesus christ so the first question i kind of want to ask us is what are you building your life on amen if you look at that verse three again it says that those people who are they said um the time will come when people will no longer put up with good with sound doctrine instead to suit their own desires they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what they're eating here's one in here so my first question to you is what are you building your life on are you building your life off of the little pieces of gossip you see on instagram or some random dude telling you not to tithe or a hundred reasons not to tithe anymore or the latest air trends or song chats or billboard chats are you building here's the one that hit me the most are you building your life on the yes people the people who will keep on saying yes to whatever you say 
They will never tell you when you're wrong. They will just the yes gang. You know the yes gang. You know people like that. They will just keep everything you say. Yes, yes, just to please you. Yes, yes, yes. Are you beating your life on them? They will always say what you want to hear. But they will never tell you the truth. Are you building your life on the praises of people? Because here's the thing. They won't hold you up when the storms come. Because Paul is telling us of the kind of storms he had to go through in his life. And that if he had depended on any of those people, they wouldn't hold him up when the storms came. If Paul had depended on any of, if he had depended on Dam, on Damas or Damas, I don't know how it's, that name is pronounced anyway, who deserted him at the end and went back to the world, if Paul had depended on him, do you know how badly Paul's ministry would have been wrecked? With the height of Paul's ministry, he was still deserted by believers. Paul and Paul and I had like what we call branches now, or satellite churches, or campus satellites, or everything across the world in Asia. In um in I don't know where again, but yeah, all over Middle East, he was the gospel was spreading across Damascus, Jerusalem, in different parts of the world through one man, Paul, and the other disciples, of course. But he had like the greatest impact in that time in Ephesus, in Corinth, in uh, uh in Thess Thessalonica. He had many churches, what you would say. He had many sons in the Lord, as we say it now. And at this height of Paul's ministry, he was still rocked by storms. So what's holding your own life up? What are you building your life on? Because the more of wrong doctrines you fill yourself with, the more a danger you will be when the, when the storms hit. Because they won't hold you up in it. That's why you can watch a whole sermon on your YouTube and jump to some random spiritualist and some random YouTube video you see. That's why you can skip church on Sundays and assume works, works more important. The question is, when the storms hit, who or what is going to hold you up? Amen. Amen. Let's make this our case study for a short while, right? If you flip, flip your Bibles real, real quick to the book of Luke chapter 19 and in verse 37. Luke chapter 19 verse 37. I thought it's uh, uh, Jesus. This is Palm Sunday. Jesus was walking into, rode into Jerusalem. So we can, we can at least borrow a story from that. Amen. All right. Luke chapter 19 and verse 37. He says this. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd says Jesus. By the way, go back, go back, go back. The whole crowd of disciples began joyfully. Now, move forward a little bit. It says some of the Pharisees were in the crowd. The crowd of disciples, some of the Pharisees in the crowd. Now pay attention to this. You understand what I'm saying in a minute? Some of the Pharisees in the crowd says, Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Amen. Now listen to this. The real reason, let me tell you what Jesus really meant by what he said. He's saying this. Jesus is saying, my confidence in isn't built on the praises of these people. My purpose is not built on the praises of these people. Because the same people who are shouting and chanting my name right now, Five days from now, they won't be there when, I'm, when the people, other people start to shout, crucify him. And by the way, some of the same people who are shouting praise and Hosanna right now will be shouting, crucify him five days to come. So my confidence isn't really attached to what they are saying or chanting right now. It's fixed on something greater. Because even Jesus knew what to build his life on. Amen. 
And by the way, Jesus made a prophecy about this in John chapter 16, verse 32. You don't need to open this. You can read this at home. I'll read it, I'll read it for you. It says, Jesus is saying this. A time is coming, and in fact has come. When you will be scattered, each to your own home, you will all leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. This is Jesus' this is Jesus' confession. Jesus, Jesus knew where to attach his confidence to, what to build his life on. He knew right where to go. When everybody leaves him alone, Jesus knew where to go. And my question to you today is: what exactly are you building your life on? Are you surrounding yourself with people who just gives you the yes and the yes and yeah, yes, whatever, yeah, 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 and never tell you the truth? Because I can tell you what holds your life up, but how you stand in life's challenges. How you stand in life's challenges says a lot about what holds you up. Because if you are held up by a facade of truth or pseudo-faith, listen, I can tell simply by how you stand in the challenges life throws at you. But you see the thing, life will always throw challenges at you. At you. But I can tell what holds your life up by how you stand in the challenges. So you think you can praise God on Sundays and high step God on the weekdays? Probably you should wait till the storm rocks you. Then you know. Because listen to this. What determines you will last what, what determines whether you will last or not in the storm is not how many followers you have. It's what type of support system you've got. The type of support system you've got. It's not, it's not by how many followers you've got, how many people you've got around you. It's the type of support system you've got. I mean, the same God, Jesus, who had a crowd of people screaming, Hosanna, Hosanna, praise to the one, praise to God in the highest. They had a crowd of people. But the same, this, another crowd of people again, five days later, shouting, crucify him, crucify him. So what, what determines whether you last or not is not how many followers you have. It's the th what type of support system you've got. Listen to this. Many of us have made the likes our support system. Oh, if only, if only I could get, if, I, if, only, if only I could get a lot of likes, I gain my confidence. Many of us have made the paper our support system. If only I could get the dough. You know what I'm saying? You know what we say that? If only I could get the dough, then I'll be okay. Well, as long as I still, as long as I still have the dough. I'm good. As long as I stay out the door, I'm all right. But what happens when you lose the likes? What happens when you lose the follows, the streams? What happens when you get fired from your job and the bank forecloses on all your properties? What happens when you lose the dough? What happens when your earthly support system fails you? Because for some of y'all, listen, this is where it even gets more crazy. For some of y'all, your earthly support system is your marriage. And that's why you've been jumping from one marriage to another marriage to another marriage to another marriage looking for something that you never find. Wait, wait, wait. What do y'all think was the problem of the woman by the, the, the Samaritan woman by the well? You think she just loved being married? You think she had all the money to throw parties and stuff like that? No. She was looking for something. And jumped from man one to man two to man three to man four to, from, to man five. And she was even staying with one man she wasn't, she wasn't even married to. So she was looking for something that only God could give. So, what happens when your earthly system, support system fails you? For some of y'all, 
it's your relationship and you'll be jumping from one boyfriend to another boyfriend from one girlfriend to another girlfriend to another girlfriend to another girlfriend looking for something that will never satisfy for some it's jumping from one man's bed to another jumping from one woman's bed to another from one bed to another and for some of you you just you just crept out of that crept out of that bed this morning I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not fighting you or, or trying to antagonize you or whatever thing. What I'm saying is, what happens when your earthly support system fails you? You know, we have some who say, if I can only have sex, then I'll be good. I mean, if we can have sex, I'm confident that this relationship will last. Well, what happens when it fails? What happens when it falls? Because guess what? It's going to. Judging by what held it up. Amen. Listen to what Jesus said concerning this in Luke chapter 6. I would, I would love you, I would love you if you could open open to this passage in the Bible. Luke chapter 6 and in verse 48. Luke 6 48. Let's open our Bibles to that. Luke chapter 6 and in verse 48. It says this. For those people who um build, who have the right support system, they are like this. They are like a man, Jesus says, building a house. Who dug down deep and found the foundation on rock, aka the word, aka God. When a flood came, the torrent, aka storm, struck that house, but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice, aka does not live their lives by my words, principles, and precepts, and think they can sideline me whenever they're making major moves and decisions in their lives, they are like a man who built a house on the rock without a foundation. The moment the torrent, aka the storm, struck that house it collapsed and its destruction was complete that's total and fatal now listen to this do you this is so crazy when i got this it was so amazing and i hope you get the same way the same the same thing the same way i got it do you know is that for both men it says that there was a storm do you know that for both men it says there was a storm like for both men both believer and unbeliever both regular church goer and devoted christ follower there will always be a storm to come. Now, what will sustain you in the storm is what support system you've invested in before it. I don't know if anybody got that. What will sustain you in the storm depends on what support system you invested in before it. Because if you invest all your support system in banks, think of the foolish man who, foolish rich man who lost his soul overnight. If you build your support system on earthly things, what happens when they all fade away? What happens when everything goes? You know, it's so crazy. It also says this. It says, for people who, um, uh, who build their house on the ground, listen to this. It says, they're like a man who built their house on the ground without a foundation. Now, this is so crazy because I'm, uh, I kind of began to think that, began to think that, why would God say they're without a foundation? Why would Jesus say they're without a foundation? I mean, the earth is, I think the earth is enough foundation. Okay, not so strong, I understand, but Jesus should have, Jesus should have given them credit. At least they built a house. And you know, it's, not in, it's, not, it's not a castle in the air. It's a house actually on the ground. I believe they tried, man. Jesus, they tried. They, they hustled, they grinded, man. Jesus, they tried. Give them some credit. No, Jesus ain't giving them no credit. Why would Jesus say the house is without a foundation? Is the earth not a foundation enough? And then I actually discovered this. Whenever we build our lives on the world's values, the world's principles, the world's knowledge, the world's wisdom, on paper, on position, 
You know, people will actually do anything to get a promotion, but a little rainfall on Sunday, they're not going to church anymore. I mean, when we build our lives on all of this thing, on worldly power, people seek, people's, people's desire for power right now is so thirsty. They are so bloodthirsty and they, could do, they will do anything right now to get power. But whenever we build our lives on things like this, you know what? You know what God sees? Nothing. God sees nothing. Nada. And I think that's what it is in Spanish. Empty. God sees emptiness. So the real reason Paul was able to remain confident, despite the fact that he was betrayed by Ademus, despite the fact that he was attacked by Alexander, despite the fact that he knew that his time was already closing and he was not going to die a natural death like every other, like every other normal human being, what do you think was able to anchor Paul in that season of his life? Why do you think Paul was able to remain confident? Why do you think that despite the storms of life, God wants us to remain confident? Why do you think Jesus was able to remain confident despite knowing the troubles and trials that he had ahead? Paul's confidence in desperate situations of his life, he was able to remain confident because he knew he had the right support system. Look at that. Look at verse, verse 17 of the same 2 Timothy chapter 4 that we read earlier. I love the verse 17. It says this. I love how the old King James has it. It says, Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. So Paul knew where to look. When they rejected him, when they deserted him, when they abandoned him and left him to face the courts alone and all of them scrambled for their lives, Paul knew where to look. Paul knew where to look. My question to you today is this. Are you going to be amongst those who after a storm, say, the storm had me, if only God. Or are you going to be amongst those who say, the storm, the storm struck, and it was pretty nasty too, but God. I mean, the storm was really heavy. I never thought I could make it, but God. I mean, I never saw the light. I never even knew I was ever going to make it because I wasn't even sure I was prepared for it enough. But God, the choice is yours. What decision are you going to make before the storm comes? Because listen, what you invest in right now, you determine what sustains you in the storm. Have you seen ants? Have you seen ants before? But Jesus told, I think, was it the Pharisees or the disciples? He said, go and study the ants. Do you know that do you know what ants do? You see, um, I hate I hate seeing ants do something in our house, and it's it's what one thing I hate seeing ants do in our house is take f steal food, little crumbs, and, and they literally would carry teamwork. They all will go and start fetching crumbs of food in the house, and they will carry it on your shoulders and start taking up the wall. I'm, I'm honestly sometimes I, f I just spray them with an insecticide or something. Like that. I don't know. That's very wicked of me, man. Would, don't ever do that again, son. <laughs> but do you know that what little red ants do is this they go out and they get enough food for the rain for the winter because when it's very cold they cannot go out anymore so they are they feel they, they become trapped when there is cold so what happens is when there is sun and it's all spring or or, or not spring i meant to say like uh what's it called um uh, 
summer yeah summer Maybe probably when it's summer they go out and they get enough food for the winter season you understand what i'm saying now they're investing in the right things because they what they're investing in the summer will sustain them in the winter now my question to you today is this what support system are you investing in because how you stand when life when life starts to throw all their all of his all of his bubbles and all of his, all of his storms and all of his challenges, all of his arrows and gunshots and everything at you. How you stand in it says a lot about what holds you up. Amen. Because if you keep if you keep attaching the wrong people to you, if you keep if you keep taking this saying this this is even strong enough. Probably like can I okay let me let me try to use this. Oh, this is like a pillow, right? If you keep trying to hold your Support yourself with things like this. It's another pillow, left and right. If you keep trying to support yourself with things like this, when the storm comes, now, do you know what's so funny about these pillows? Is the fact that once water touches the foam inside, they become heavier. Now, what happens in a storm when you, when you are tied to something very heavy? You sink, you drown. So what happens when you keep attaching yourself to the wrong things, the wrong people? It's gossip, Pastor. Man, I'm just a gossip blogger. I just, I just love to read gossip. Nothing. I don't really comment or do whatever. I don't even like it. I just read the gossip. It's all good. It's all good. Just that you're attaching yourself to it. And before you know it, when the storms come, the gossip won't hold you up. When the storms come, the, let me tell you something. The money in the bank. You know, this is so funny because this generation is a new generation that just chases after the dough, the paper. Everybody's about paper now. It's about the paper. Everybody wants to chase the paper. Uh, grind, 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 hustle and grind. I see many stages and many posts and hustle and grind, hustle and grind. Listen, I'm not against hustling. I'm not against grinding. But here's the thing. The moment that becomes your support system, right? That's what happens. When it fails you, what happens? You lose all your support system. In that moment, you lose all your support system. You drown, you drown, you drown, you drown, you die. I'm not saying you go and die physically. It doesn't have to be physical. M- m- the world right now is in depression, or part of the world is in, uh, is in depression right now. Part, part, part of the world is in depression right now. And the real reason they're in, a dep- in depression, even economic depression, is because in the right seasons, they invested wrongly. The world has invested, invested more in inventions rather than the inventor of all things. The world has paid more attention to the wrong things, Instagram, Twitter. I'm not against any of those things, but I'm saying, if you keep investing your time in all of these things, when the right time comes, none of these things will do. The right support system. So my question to you still is this. What's going to be your testimony at the end of everything? What's going to be your testimony when the storms come? What's going to be your testimony? Are you going to say, The storms had me, if only God. What's your testimony going to be? The storms struck. The storms rocked. It was pretty nasty, pretty fierce. But God. Say but God. I, I don't know where exactly you are at in your Christian walk and Christian faith right now. I don't know, probably you're already in your own storm and you, you, in, your time where, in your time before the storm, you probably invested wrongly. That's not the end. We have an anchor. The Bible says we have an anchor. And his name is Jesus. 
we have a manual and I know where to look. I know where to look because I have the right anchor. I'm connected to the right source. I know where to look when the storms hit. I won't look at the, see listen, I won't look at the per person who left me alone. I won't look at the person who deserted me. I won't look at those who betrayed me. I won't look at those who provoke me. I won't look at any of those. I know where to look. Because if I look at them, I become bitter and I become just like them. But if I look at the source of all things, the one who spoke a word and the whole of existence, the whole of life came into existence, came into being. If I only look at him, I know that I've got enough support. I've got enough absorber. But when the storms come, I know that I am safe and secure. I know where to look. So I know where to look. I know where to look. And probably right, right now you are in that position where you are like in the storm and you do not have, you feel you do not have enough absorber. You do not have a, the proper support system. Or you're not even in the storm yet. I don't know why I'm preaching this on a day like this. I believe that this day should be a day of celebration, everything, everything. But I feel God wants to just touch every heart in whatever way. Because this Easter really isn't about us having solid friends. I feel God wants it to be about us having a solid foundation. So when the storms of life rocks our bone, we know we have Emmanuel holding us up. And we know we know where we know where to look when things happen. So if right now, I want hearts to be bowed. I want every heart bowed. Heads bowed, hearts, hearts, eyes closed, hearts bowed across the world right now, wherever you're listening to this. God, this is every heart present right now, God. God, you you it's already established in your word that there's gonna be a storm for everybody. And the support system we invest in before it, we determine what sustains us in it. Whether we are sustained or we start to struggle to survive in it. God, for us children of God, it's not, shouldn't be us struggling to survive. It should be us thriving and gaining ground. And God, this is my prayer for every heart that kind of feels like they're in a storm right now and they're probably losing all their stuff already. Because probably they have been building their lives on the wrong things, on earthly treasures, on the wrong priorities. And their confidence has been attached to people's words and people's affirmation, words of affirmation. And now everybody's leaving them alone and they feel less confident in their own selves. Because this is my prayer, God. The Lord, you be to them an anchor. The Lord, you be to them a support system. The world right now needs, a, needs an anchor. We need an answer, God. You are our only answer. Google cannot answer you. Only God can. And God, help us to stay connected to you, God, as the proper anchor. So when the people leave us, when the friends leave us, when the people we trusted so much with so much detail of our life and they just leave us and they never turn back or even call, could help us know where to look. Help us know where to look when he hurts us deep. Help us know where to look when we feel so hurt in our, in, on our inside. Help us know where to look when we're about to just go out and people for how they hurt us and, and, and how they provoke us and how they vex us every day. Help us to know where to look. And for those who do not even have your support system, God, help them, God. Help them know where to look. Just 
what we have right now before the storm comes says a lot about what will sustain us in it and how we stand in life challenges not how we react because we got we are humans you know we can get provoked in certain things no matter how high profile we might be we might get provoked by the littlest and tiniest things god so we're not really talking about how we react it's about how we stand because how we react reactions are usually temporal what we our stands and how we stand is what is what stands for long and god we're asking God, we don't want to stand on the words, the words, fame, the words, what the world pursues, the world's goals, hustle, grind, make money, repeat, wake up, make money, repeat, wake up, slay, make money, repeat. We don't want to live our life by the hurt of these standards, God. God, we want to walk, God, on a standard that just kind of beats everything down, hands down. We want to work knowing that we have the right support system, that no matter how fierce, or nest that the storm gets. We are attached to the rock of ages, the one that never fails, that has never failed, and we will never fail. And God, we want to make this our confession that the storm's king, but God. It, came, it became so nasty, but God. I mean, I never thought I could make it, but God. I never saw a breakthrough coming, but God. I never saw me becoming this, but God. I never thought I would survive it, but God. Father, I have make this our testimony. Make this our testimony, God. Thank you, Father God. In your name we've prayed. Amen and amen. I pray it as we go in this week, God. And for everyone who is listening, I don't understand my voice. I pray that we have the right support system. No matter the news we receive this week, no matter what's going on, no matter what the devil is throwing here and there, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that we are connected to the right source, that we know where to look, not to CNN or BBC, but to you, O God. We know where to look, not to Fox News, whatever news channels out there, but to you, O God. We know what to look not 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 not, not in newspapers or, or gossip blogs or what's trending here, what song is trending, what song is breaking the charts, but to you, God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. And may your peace, shalom, health, and wholeness may be with us now and forevermore. And be thou enlightened amen amen i love you all and see you next week hey this message blessed you in any way i need you to do a couple of things for me one join our online grace community hit the subscribe button and the bell icon to know when we post a video on you two like this video comment what spoke to you what transformed something inside of you three share this message with your friends, your families, even your enemies. Four, pray by giving, and whatever God lays in your heart to give, do so by hitting the link in the description below. Hey, go out, be transformed, and be thou in God bless you, we love you.